Ah, oh, I believe, I believe in many, in many things, uh, such as the voices from behind podcast. Yes. Hello. Hello and welcome to the voices from behind podcast, the podcast where every week we throw movies at each other and then we discuss them the week after. And this is the last movie in the Hammer Films Cheese. Franchismo, uh, Hammer Films Marathon, so to speak, mm-hmm. because we've been doing Hammer Films for the last eight weeks. And boy, what a movie to finish it off. Am I right or am I right? You're very right. <laughs> you are incredibly right about this one. Uh, we're going to talk about what we did during the week, and then we're going to talk about the film, because there ain't no news this week apart from the Demon Souls trailer and... Uh, Rambo getting his gameplay reveal in Mortal Kombat 11. Oh yeah, I saw that. Um, it's a thing. I'm glad they didn't make him a fucking zoner. I'm uh, glad. Yes. I'm glad he's not another guest character who just shoot shoots gun and does it from far away. Because that's what Robocop does. Maybe I don't play them. Yeah, Rambo. They made Rambo like a grappler slash boxer type, which is nice. A lot of footsie work and a lot of traps. But what did you did you do anything this week, good sir? Well, I watched a couple of movies, believe it or not. I too watched movies. Tell me one about of, these movies. One of which is called Dead Watching, which is a found footage movie. And I'll keep it because it's you need to watch it. It's it's good. It's great. But that being said, I need to go quickly to the bathroom, so you start with your week. Okay. So, I watched Sonic, the movie, so- oh, excuse me, I watched Sonic, and I found it incredibly delightful. Uh, wouldn't you believe it? Sonic, he ate the chili, oh, Jesus Christ, this tea, he ate the chili dog, he he talked to himself a lot. Tails showed up. Jim Carrey yacked it up big time. Actually, no, he was a bit subdued. Anyway, uh, and yeah, Sonic eats the chili dog. We get some Sonic in there as well. We got a drawing of Sonic with like a Sanic. Is it Sanic? I think Sanic. That will make a bit more sense for the MP3. Uh, and there's a lot of heart in the film, but a lot of conflicting tone. You can clearly tell the film was made for kids, and a lot of it, like, translates that way, which is which I find very funny. Yes. I was talking about the the fact that I watched Sonic. Oh, uh, the movie? Yes. It's it's okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I found it. I found it actually incredibly delightful. It's better than the Pikachu movie. It's it's it was a it, it was a very good way to spend an afternoon. They made they. Sonic, he had a chili dog. He was a bit insane because he lived on his own. The, there's a great gag with a bunch of bikers where Sonic keeps looking out his window and there's a different biker thing going on. Uh, there's a good, very good joke in the bar with the bikers where they come up to Sonic and uh, I forget the dude's name, uh, James Marsden, and they go, we don't like your con around here. I'm like, what's that? Hipsters. And then the bar fight starts and... There's a lot of really good jokes, but I mostly like the fact that Crazy Carl, who's the local who sees Sonic sometimes, drew up a picture of him and it was Sanic. I found I found that very funny. And oh, Tails as well, Tails. I yeah, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah, no, I, I've seen the movie, so I know it, it. It's genuinely just better than uh, the Pikachu movie. Especially it's for a, you, can, you can really it's tell it's a story. Yeah, you can really tell it's a kid's film as well, though. Because there's a lot of, like, Sonic is sad now. Or Sonic is this now. But Also, also I'm currently watching the greatest, most amazing oh. picture of all time. Go on. I, can, I cannot copy it. But I'll share you stream. Okay. Are you screen sharing? Let me have a look at this. I will watch this stream... This is 
Without a doubt, the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It makes so much sense. <laughs> I just noticed the, the, the font on his shirt. For those of you that don't know, it's the scene where where, uh, Chris, where uh, Nick Cage is screaming in the toilet and Mandy, except somebody's gone and photoshopped the du- photoshopped the Dusk logo on his T-shirt. I I never knew I needed this. Oh, that's a <laughs> uh, Nick Cage's Dusk dude confirmed. Big confirm. Uh, but yeah, Sonic, Sonic was a really good time. Obviously it wasn't perfect and I had a, had a bunch of issues, but apart from that, I, I quite enjoyed the film. Mm-hmm. I, I said when I watched it, I much preferred it to the Detective Pikachu one. I've yet to see the Pikachu one, so that, that was next on the list. Uh, well, it's not that, it couldn't have been always was, but it's just, yeah. it's not even I great. also saw Hobbs and Shaw. Oh yeah, oh, oh, that's like uh, you, you feel when I said that I want more of this shit. It's predictable. It's it's baseline. It's, it's a '90s action film, but in today's times. Exactly. I need more of this shit. Like I don't which fucking mind it. Kind of falls flat on its face at points, which made me incredibly bored. But kind of. But I fucking love the dynamic between the two. Yeah, it's a but it's essentially Tango and Cash for a more modern audience, and I like that. But there's so many points of the film where I'm like, this action scene might as well just be the, the climax. Oh, no, it's not. This is only half an hour in. Oh, no. Well, you see, that's because uh, it's still a Fast and Furious movie. So you get the typical shit. Mm-hmm. But you also get this. Like, it, it, I think it finds a good balance between it. It's never too Fast and Furious. It also manages to be part of the franchise without you know deviating too much. It's, it kind of narrows it down. Yeah, I was kind of happy watching it. It wasn't bad. I um, have you heard of a game called Katana Zero? Yeah, I know. That's I was a, thinking about getting it. At that's some point. a good game. Yeah, it's not I, bad. I'm nearly at the end. Uh huh. And for those that don't know, imagine if Ninja Gaiden. But the, but the true end. Um. I can't. I don't want to spoil it. But let's say just, I di- let's just say I didn't get killed. Okay. Um, so imagine, if you will, children, if Ninja Gaiden, Hotline Miami, and an 80s vaporwave commercial had violent sex on top of a VCR, and that is Katana Zero. I know. There's a lot of really cool dialogue, and one of the few games where I don't mind reading dialogue, because it's... Because it's written so well, so you don't mind. Plus, one of the antagonists is a Russian who plays hard bass, hard bass in his limo. Oh yeah, obviously. Yes, um, it's it's a really good game. I highly recommend it. It's on the Xbox Game Pass if you want to get that, or you just buy it on Steam, I think. And I beat Call of Juarez Gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game has problems. <laughs> of, course, of course it does. It's a Call of Juarez game. It's not terrible. It, I think it's the best one out of the lot, but it's just. It's so on rails. Like, I like Call of Duty, but even that gives you some freedom sometimes. This one is just like, here's a corridor. It looks like a forest, but it's a corridor. Walk down it. Don't go anywhere else. And when the game, like, introduces some sort of freedom to you, it just falls flat on its face. Where you're like, well, you should have just let me go in the the corridor instead of giving me some freedom because the level of design is just... The level that just shits itself, yeah. Oh well. Uh, yeah, played a b- played more Dota, and I'm trying to think if I've played anything else, but I think that's about it. I'm still playing Carry On. I've got like a couple of puzzles left, and I'm I think I'm nearly done with that. But yeah, Katana Zero. I'm nearly at the end. If you want to really want to want to play one of the tightest, like, because you know you know what it's like. You're like, oh, it's a it's uh oh what is it it's it's a pixelized side scroller no it's it's not just that it's it's way it's way better than most well no i i know i know the game it's pretty good i yeah. was thinking about getting it like when it came out but i just never got to it there's a lot of really good the I, the controls are incredibly tight as well which i really appreciate they're not like say rogue legacy which has some looseness to it no this is like 
you didn't hold right all the way, you're fucked, basically. Oh, well, also I want to point out that I... <laughs> I'm continuing playing uh, Labyrinth of Refrain using a guide, because uh, I fucking love it, because how the, how the time... I progress the story, and I don't know where the fuck I'm supposed to go, what I'm supposed to do, so I'm like... What? <laughs> okay, so as I continue exploring the, the, the maze, I was like... But why? Can I just... Okay, in that case, just... See if I have to do something special, go and do it. I fucked up 30k experience, because... Uh, <laughs> I fucked myself over, so... It's a good deal, it's a good deal of fucking grinding down, down the drain, but... It's, yeah. it's not bad. Uh, other than that, uh, I saw that a lot of games got some updates because it's now it's Halloween. Also, Halloween sale started. There's the Halloween sale, yes. And I'm not gonna say that. I, that there ain't much on there. I, I, I looked up to see if there's any decent horror games I can get, and there wasn't any. No, that's something I would suggest getting, but is it really worth it? I don't think it is. <laughs> Because Alien Isolation is... I've got, I've got that on the Game Pass. I know. Uh, Onimusha is also here. That's also worth getting, because that's a good game. Blasphemous is half off as well. Outlast is again on sale, but who gives a shit? I have Outlast. I, I, you've seen me play Outlast. You and you I played how... Outlast together, yes. <laughs> wrong. wrong. You saw, saw me finish Outlast in such a short amount of time. They were sitting there going, like, what the fuck Broke is this? Broke the AI multiple times. Fucking game. Uh... Did Outlast, also, Outlast 2 ever come out? Oh yeah, it did. It's a fucking shit show. Don't get it. Oh. It's, no, it's genuinely not good. Because uh, the first one's pretty good. Oh, the first one's fine. I, I, I don't think it's amazing. I just feel it's fine. Well, like, for, uh, for the for the constantly run away from things horror thing where you can't like, fight, it's better than Amnesia in my, in my opinion. Well, no, but yes, well, also... Because it gives you movement mechanics, while Amnesia is literally like, you're crazy now. So, earlier today, our, our, our Kuru and Love CV posted his uh, the, a new video. Yeah, I'm I halfway through that. I was, I was watching it right before we started recording. I was I was expecting this game. I was expecting the first one, because I remember the first one, not this one. This yeah, one I, I expected the one that's a Resident Evil clone, yeah. Everybody did, I think. I must say, I'm not even fucking mad at this point. I, I was watching it, I was like, oh yeah, corporate bullshit with THQ. I, I fucking forgot about that shit. Mostly because oh. I own a lot of THQ Nordic games nowadays. Yeah, also this video, I think is like the first time he's showed like how much he's come, how far he's come when it comes to editing and jokes. Because the first, I want to say 10 minutes of this video, there is no gameplay. It's just jokes. It's just very well written fucking funny shit so props to mr civvy on that uh, I feel, yeah i mean yeah i like i said i've been watching him since the do movie review actually <laughs> that's how far i fucking found out about him that's how far i i think that this was even before he started doing dust trash i think the movie 2017 was it civvy doom review I mean, you can just go on YouTube and find his channel. It's not really difficult. 2017, yeah. I stumbled upon it. I was like, this person has some potential. I will watch it. Hmm, it's he's, not a funny, he's a funny guy. Other than that, I've been... Well, what else have I been... Uh, I, I, I started re-watching Anime Abandon with, uh, with Ben at the stage. Okay. Considering the fact that um, he recently up uploaded stuff and I've been uh, watching his shit for years and he's been making videos for 13 fucking years. 13 fucking years. And I, more or less, we've been keeping up with his life. And some of, and some of the things did not age well. A lot, they, of the, they, a lot of the old Channel Awesome stuff hasn't aged well. No, 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 no. Specifically for him, because uh, he mentioned... Uh, like a couple of years ago, when he was in a deep shit, like legitimately health issues, that because of uh, his hectic program and the, fact, uh, the hectic lifestyle and stuff, he kind of became, I don't want to say alcoholic, but he was drinking a lot. In one of the videos, he just opens the but it goes like in for a penny, in for a pound, and five minutes later, just to emphasize how bad the anime is, he opens the second one. And I remember watching him explaining how fucking bad it got for him. 
before he started losing weight and shit. And I was like, yeah, he's, oh. lost, he's lost a lot of weight as well. Exactly. He became healthy because he needed to get healthy to yeah. be alive. And I was like, oh, oh, this, oh this, no, this, this, oh, this. oh, Jesus, oh Christ, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh shit, that's 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 just oh. I, but then again, I and also fucking reminded me something. I forgot how fucking bad, bad some animes are. Like, nowadays, I just look at an anime and be like, I don't like this, I'm not gonna watch this shit. But back then, I didn't really even sift through it. And it reminded me of the first animes I picked up. Which, coincidentally, were in this order. Ninja Resurrection. I started with that one. Picked it up myself. Oh. Ghost in the Shell. Oh. This this is a fucking first grader me person that watches Ghost in the Shell that doesn't understand shit. He just sees naked boys. And like, there's oh. titties, yeah. So you're like, oh, and, oh. And guess which one is the third one? Akira. Uh-uh. Uh, no. Jinro, the Wolf Brigade. No, huh. I should watch Jinro years later. No, I- it was genocide. It was genocide. Oh. <laughs> oh no 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 even no yeah, this is me not even understand and not talking about like uh, Saturday morning the panels in RTL 5 that I was watching the, the anime this was shit I picked up yeah cause Genocyber is bad well yes and no in a sense it is bad it's bad see I like the first part of Genocyber the second part and the third part I don't like I don't like the first part, but it was a child that's kind of traumatic with all the fucking god hat and all yeah, that. Yeah, that's the best part about it. The the way they animate it and all the body horror is pretty great. Yeah, but it's not good. That's the point. Like, it, it's there for a reason. Like, I was a child that didn't understand shit, but I was like, I was kind of fascinated and grossed out by the go. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that, that's know. how most of us encounter anime for the first time. We're like, this animated, but why they bloody? You know, that that's. I mean, that's for the older generation. The newer generation just watches fucking Pokemon and Dragon Ball and things, that's it. I, yeah. But in a sense, and then I rewatched the X, the movie review. Oh. I still stand behind my, I still stand behind my words. The movie's better than the fucking TV series. It is. The movie actually has the better ending and has overall better pacing. The I TV rem- series. I remember watching the X series on RTL when I was a kid. And I remember being fucking hooked on it because it was animated, but every, you know, I was like, I didn't even know it was proper anime at that point. I was like, they drawn sharp and they blood. Yeah, but so, he, but I was like, to this day, I still, I still haven't figured out why he has a double review of the fucking TV series. Don't know. Also, the TV series has, is it Within Temptation that does the soundtrack or that it shuts with, shuts with the Within Temptation song? It depends, because I think that's a dub thing. Cause, uh, oh, like, no, well, yeah, because I watched it in German. Oh, hold on. So it, so it probably isn't. Probably sounds like it, but it really isn't. Because uh, when I was watching him, I remembered something. A couple of reviews later, he mentioned that the dub made it so that uh, the brother and sister had an incestuous relationship. Which yeah, the dub didn't. fucked up a lot of things. Also, yes, and it's it's Mother Earth by Within Temptation that is the closing credits of X. Uh, fair enough. And I was like, oh, oh no, 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 that's just bad. Well, there was a lot of weird implications in the anime itself about incest and about... This is Japan. If you want to watch fucking weird incest, sexual tension, I suggest watching Angel Sanctuary. Oh. That is, that is without a doubt, the worst thing I've seen. Like, even I... the, the two main dudes, they had, a, like, a thing going, even though they were, like, essentially brothers, but they weren't brothers. What what, what what was the story? Were they like one one of them was a demon and one of them was an angel? Is that what it was? Wait 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 wait. In where? X. No no no. They were childhood friends. One of them was supposed to represent the dragon the dragons of uh, the other ones the dragons of heaven, and one of them gets the soul from his mother. The other one gets it from his sister, and the sister is actually in love with uh, the, the her brother's best friend. Yeah yeah. The 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 but, broad shoulder dude. The, no, 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 the lanky dude. The lank, the oh, the, the skinny dude. Brother. Yeah, skinny dude. Skinny dude represents the heavens of... The dragons of heaven. While the brother represents the dragons of earth. And one of the things that mostly pissed me off about the TV series is when I grew up. is for a war. Literally no one fucking dies in the TV series. But in the movie, they all fucking die. In the movie, they, they all die. And it's all fucking gruesome as well. It's great. 
But also, yeah, the, doesn't the movie end with the brother getting decapitated as well? Yeah, the movie ends with the brother getting decapitated and uh, Dragos technically winning, but also losing. Well, yeah, it's, the, it's, but it's while the, the show ends the other way around. The show ends on a good ending, on a the happy ending. That kind of pissed me off. Yeah, the show them. the show ends on the Heaven Dragons winning. I'm pretty sure. It's a completely different ending. While the the movie one actually, the movie is fucking great. The, even like the the fucking the final fight at the tower is pretty cool too. I mean, no, then the, the tower was just basically a one shot. He literally killed the, the brother with one single yeah, slice. Yeah, the stuff leading up to that was pretty cool. It was dumb because he did nothing. I know it's I, it's, it's it's fucking stupid anime. What what do you what do you want? <laughs> I mean consistency. It's got nice. it's got some cool art that came out of it. Although they all look like very bishy, very. What's the what's the mangas that the boys touch each other? Is it H E? It's no. all very H E looking. There. What's the yeah? It's it's a manga genre that's not hentai, but it's gay. It's was it H E. I have to Google this. I'm going to go on the list. Why would you? It, it, yeah, it's a type of... H is a type of like... Uh, it's a type of manga that focuses on boys. And they're mainly, primarily gay boys. So there there we go. Uh, There's that. That's what I'm saying about X. That ha- that ha- it has a lot of that. Anyway. Either way. Either way, it's not good. So Benedict the Sage lost a bunch of weight, is what you're saying. Yeah, now he's going on hiatus again. Yeah, I'm not sure. Which is kind of sad, but I do understand him. I can't blame him for doing what he has to do. Well, he also got married to an Italian uh, woman, and he's trying to get citizenship oh. in Italy. In this fucking day, day and age, which <laughs> is a <clears throat> difficulty. Especially in Italy, of all places. And, and he even acknowledged it. He was like, this shit's well, not really easy right now. And I'm going through a lot of shit. So t- taking another hiatus. And I don't know where I'm going to come back. And I was like, god damn it. 13 fucking years. I've been watching this guy. 13 years. This is how long. And it feels like something would be died that day. When I watched it, I was like, shit. Another wow. one bites the dust. Just just oh. uh, makes you wonder how how long you we watch things. Yeah, but then again, he never. The interesting thing is, he never technically let up from his style. If that makes any sense, because uh, a lot, a lot of the time you see uh, creators just change shit completely. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah, there's a couple of bands that I follow that have barely changed over the years, which inherently made me a bit bored of them. Unfortunately, even though I used to love them. Yeah. Well, there's and other bands that changed way too much to the point now where I'm like, who is this? What yeah, is this I, know. Band? I, I know what you're In mean. Flames. <laughs> yeah, you actually watch that shit. Do you listen to that? I don't. Yeah. It's cloud Connected. <laughs> Dark Tranquility are, are another one that they haven't really changed that much over the years. And I just, I mean, I still like their music. I just got bored of it. Yeah. Well, people say the same about Opeth. Like, Opeth have changed too much. I'm like, but I like that about them because it's still them. Like, the sound is still there. It's just a bit different. But um, that's although, all subjective. Yeah. So, I'll continue rewatching the shit because um, <clears throat> I, I miss this. I want to rewatch and relive the glory days. <laughs> he's, uh, he, he's the on Flux review. It's just amazing. <laughs> also, fuck you on Flux. We had to watch that for the show. No, the, the anime. Oh, the there, oh yeah, there is an anime, isn't there? But no, it's not exactly anime. It's a French thing, isn't it? No, there is an anime, and there is the shorts. There's three things. It started with shorts. It moved on to fucking anime, and then we had a movie. Oh dear. Yeah, Aeon Flux is an American avant-garde science fiction animated series that aired on MTV. That's the shorts. Oh. And there is afterwards an anime. There is? And after the anime, there is a fucking movie. The lesser, the better. Yeah, that's the image I want to see. I'm just going to post that in the Discord. Uh, That's, I feel like I I should. 
I already know what you're gonna post. I, I have seen this. I know how bad it is. There it is. That's the one. That's what I want to see in my. That's Trevor Goodchild, by Av the way. Avant-garde series, yeah. About Gnosticism. Something I would never want to fucking tackle. Which is funny, because the movie never actually went into the Gnostic fate. For... Well, oh, no, because the, the, the movie was basically, look at how cool we can make this. Oh, wait, the movie's shit now. Let's just rush it to its end. Trust me. It's better because if it, if it went into the Gnostic fate and its tenants and its fucking ideas, it would be much worse. <laughs> much, yeah. much worse. And it's not me shitting over the Gnostic fate. It's just how they would pick the, they would frame it and explain it, and it's not gonna be good. My God, this art style is absolutely hideous. I think it's hideous per se. I think it nailed the aesthetic of what they were trying to do. Yeah, but like I'm looking at some of these paused cells. But it's and there's just... it's thematic. It is not ovary level bad. Yeah, I guess. It's just kind of painful to look at in some spots. There's a lot of just like oh, uh, there's fan art mm, on Deviant Art. Mm, it looks is. like a Sonic OC, but it's an Aeon Flux OC. Mm. Of course, there is. Uh... Other than that, I mean. What else? I, I think I watched a couple of other movies. I can't really remember. Uh, let me just double check if I if something pops up in my head for some fucking reason. Though I watched a Netflix movie called Cadaver. Okay. It's fine. Nothing special. Me. Just me. 2020 Norwegian film directed and written by Gennaro Hurdle. And starting... I'm not even going to try and pronounce these names. There's a Thorbjorn on there, though. Just me. Decent reviews, but it's not very well known. Uh, yeah, still me. Oh. Like, it's not bad, bad. It's just, I don't know. No, I went in exp with, with the explanation that they gave in the synopsis. I was expecting one thing. He got something completely different. So I wasn't particularly happy about that. I fucking hate when movies do that shit. It's such a, how should I put it? A dick move. <laughs> I like the visuals of this one though. Like, I'm looking at the screenshots and it looks, it looks nice. It's shot well. Yeah, it's shot on film from what I can see as well. Which is great. Still though. At least I think it's film. Is it in Norwegian? Yeah, or is it in English? Uh, English, I mm. think. I can't even remember anymore. Because I know Netflix yeah. can offer you like the original dub plus yeah. stuff. Not even mad about shit like that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, Chua. Yeah, I was gonna say let's talk about the Demon Souls remaster, but I don't think you even care about that. <laughs> I don't, cause um, why the fuck would I care? It looks very nice. That's all I'm gonna say. Good for them. They. I watched an interview with the develop with the main director from. Uh, is it Blue Point? The guys that are doing it, I'm pretty sure it's Blue Point. And they were talking about how they don't want to. Is it Blue Point? Blue Point Studios. Uh, no, it's not. Oh yeah, it is them. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was talking about how they or they're they're not going to change the gameplay drastically because that's what people like from the game. They're going to add comfort features and the game's gonna run in 4k at 30 if you want with super maxed out settings or you can run it at an adaptive 4k at 60 like a solid 60 it doesn't go up or down so it took us how many console generations to run games in 4k at 60 fps because that's what was promised with the previous ones i think this was promised at xbox 360 no, wait, that was the 1080. No, that was 1080, 60. It even, uh, even, even that couldn't even, happen. Even now, they, this generation has fucking trouble running 1080. Yeah, it was I think a, Xbox, the, the last Xbox 2 doesn't run 1080, it runs 720. The PS4 Pro runs 1080. Um, I don't even fucking care. Cause yeah, this and some the of them is an upscaled 720. Fucking console peasants. And yeah, that's... 
that's about it. I was gonna look for trailers, but there are no trailers. It's a bit sad, really. It's a little sad. But apart from that, The Lost Continent is a film. And it is. It's a genuinely good movie. And my God, is it a film? Mm hmm. It has everything. It has everything and it's such a good way to cap off the the marathon uh right we said last week that it's an adventure film well yes and no but here's the thing uh i'll be honest with you i, ha- I actually haven't seen the, the lost corner it was one of the few hammer movies i haven't watched mm-hmm. and i'm kind of sad i didn't because this, this shit was this was just good this was just great like i, I was having so much fun watching this it kind of makes me sad, but then again, I'm kind of glad I didn't, because otherwise, so because I was thinking before I gave you this movie, I was thinking because we did Frankenstein, we did two Dracula movies, we yeah. did all shit. We didn't, we didn't do the Mummy, and the Mummy is arguably the best franchise out of them all, because arguably it has no shit movies, and it's only three of them. Who isn't Christopher Lee that plays the Mummy? No, I think it's a, the first one's Boris Karloff. I'm not sure anymore. Uh, the Mummy. But the, not the 1999 movie. Uh, no, 64, 67, 71. And I was... It's Curse of the Mummy Tomb. Of course it is. And I was thinking to myself, hmm. Whoa. Yeah, it's Christopher Lee that plays the Mummy. And you got, uh, you got Peter Cushing in those films as well. And I was, I was like, I don't want to give you this one, though. I want to give you the third one. Because the movie, arguably every movie, every mummy movie is different to the previous ones. It's never the same thing. And yeah. I kind of enjoy that. Mostly the same cast, though, which you got to appreciate. Yeah. No way. It's Dick Owen that plays the mummy. Dickie Owen. Huh. I don't have Christopher Lee here. Maybe it's in the other ones. The Mummy's Shroud. And I was like, but I wanted to give you the third one, the one with the fucking weird ass name that I can never fucking forget. Blood from the Mummy's Tomb? Something like that. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. The Mummy's the 1959, so maybe, maybe that was with Christopher Lee as the Mummy. The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb is the 64 one, yeah. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Chris Foley plays the original mummy, which is Karis, and then the other one is a different movie, a different mummy. No, oh. I was thinking about. Let me just find the name of the goddamn thing because it's because it's a fucking doozy. The name is just yeah. I try to uh, try to look at it, but okay. Give me a second. I cannot type. Send help. Yeah, because the first one, I know for a fact that it's Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing is the one to like to be the pro tag, but uh, uh, Peter Cushing, man. Amor movies, mummy. And that's what I googled, and they gave me those three. But there's, but I will, that will have a fucking doozy on him because I fucking found it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I've just opened up the wiki for. The Lost Continent. Uh-huh. And the second passage is, the film was called, in quotes, the strangest film to come out of Hammer Studios. It is. It is really strange. But then again, it's good. It's genuinely just good. Yeah. Many parts of the production quality are laughable. A clearly plastic shark fin. A sea, in quotes, which is as calm as a pond. Manhandling of canisters of allegedly deadly contents. A crew uh, yeah, who cool. cannot row in the time in time with one another. Spaniards only speak in English. Men walking with pairs of huge balloons and an array of deadly creatures, etc., etc. Yeah, it's blood from the mummy's tomb, which is the fourth one. Seventy-one. Yeah, it's the fourth one. I don't think it's the. F- I don't even fucking know. I think it's more than one. Yeah, I was thinking about giving that one, but then again, I couldn't find it, so I was like, nah, not gonna go down that road at all again, so, uh, The Lost Continent, it is. And I'm happy, because this movie, this movie was amazing, just, just yes. amazing. Uh, I'm just gonna read the first passage, then I'll carry on. So, so the, the, the film sees the crew and passengers of a dilapidated, 
uh, tramp steamer Corita heading from Freetown to Caracas. While the passengers all have their own reasons for getting on the getting out of Africa, the captain of the ship is also eager to leave as he is smuggling a dangerous explosive cargo. Whilst en route to South Africa, the ship is holed and eventually what's left of the crew and passengers find themselves marooned in a mist enshrouded sea, which is the Saragossa Sea, surrounded by killer seaweed, murderous crustaceans, and previously marooned descendants of Spanish conquistadors and pirates. Also, this is one of those movies that uh, opens the same way it fi- uh, finishes. But the bit with the with the killer plants isn't even the most interesting bit. It's the fucking Agatha Christie level of character motivations and mystery that goes on before we even get to that. Yeah, that's the, that's the word. That's the thing that got me. I was like, what the fuck is this? I was expecting an adventure movie. What is this murder mystery with all those fucking stuff going on in the panel? Like, what the fuck? Also, I, I swear to God, the fucking piano guy is the prototype to every fucking Stephen King uh, character in existence. Who is drunk at first, makes a big mistake, be- becomes sober, gets the lady, becomes main guy, yeah. No, he's the troubled, flawed... Uh, artist that's currently in a slump and hates himself so he's a drunkard and he's kind of experiencing a blockage and then something has to happen for him to actually find his own muse to become a normal human being it's a fucking Stephen King character if I ever saw one and uh, so there's a bunch of colorful characters on the boat as we stated there's the the drunk dude there is father and daughter the daughters to be fair she's kind of whoring about and the dad's a very controlling dad. Uh, then we have a foreign lady who is going to Caracas to free her trapped son and a dude who's there to stop her from that or at least get the money that she's got with her. The captain who plays off, ha- plays, a- plays hard, but then softens up by the end of the film. The captain's crew, the- his first mate who ends up betraying him and uh, sailing away on a boat. Also, this this movie's fucking gruesome compared to everything else that we've watched so far. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of death in this one. There's people Which... getting fucking hung on the winches on the ship. Then we have dudes getting decapitated and people getting sucked into like giant monsters with tentacles and tentacles groping people and drawing blood. There's a lot of gunshots and there's a guy that gets killed by a fucking flare gun and it's was yeah, amazing. this was very dark in that sense. But but also there's one more thing. Yeah. See, the movie has something I I think that it would be nice to call uh, in its favor. The KKK. No. Oh. Because there's a dude that looks like he's part of the KKK. Oh well. No, no. The thing is, it does the adventure part of every nowadays movie really well, where you go on to an unknown place and you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. Yep. And then people's imagination really kicks in, uh, kick in, and they create this story with these monsters. In this case, there's a lot of vegetation that kills people for some fucking reason. Yep. They're stuck and in I'm the okay. sea, and everybody, which is, which is also fucking awesome, they all either live on the island that's close by, Oh, they all live on the old boats that yep. they were taking by the seaweed. Mm-hmm. And the reason even, like they said, with the massive balloons, the reason why they're walking with the balloons is so they can stay afloat. So yeah, they don't they're sink right. into the sea. The, the seaweed's going to kill them. But no, it's also crustaceans. Those are the two main monsters that, that yes. you see in the movie. Crustaceans. Fucking crustaceans. I haven't seen a movie making crustaceans look scary in ages. There's a pretty cool looking scorpion at one point as well. I don't think that's a scorpion. It had a scorpion's tail. I think that that's just a type of a crab, but I'm not sure. I can't be really sure. Some of the... It was kind of foggy at that point. I think that my... When I watched it, the audio and the visuals kind of let down after halfway through the movie. So it kind of became... I also appreciate that they knew their... Uh, they knew their limitations and they used their effects very sparingly. Yes. Also, the sets on this film, I think, are the best sets that we've had for the whole marathon. 
everything everything is just amazing everything made sense like the way they framed the goddamn boat that where the sun was being used as a de facto ruler and having uh, his own personal uh, in the Star Wars movies you know the thing Uh, the monster that's down I fucking forgot his name the Sarlacc Oh, it's a different name. Whatever. Yeah, it's, it's the, th- throw them into the Sarlacc pit. That's the Sarlacc, yeah, the one that eats Boba Fett. No, not the Boba Fett one. The, the, the other one, the, the Dune one. Yeah, that's the Sarlacc. There is two ones. There is one that eats with the big-ass ugly motherfucker, and there is the big Dune one that eats them whole. There was the, literally just a gaping hole of teeth. Yeah, the one, like that, the one at the start of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but it's two of them, two pets. One of them has the ugly motherfucker that has a, that has a bipedal one, and one of them is the gi- giant ass one. Oh, one, yeah, the Sarlacc is the, the, the hole in the ground, and the other one is the... I fucking forgot what the, the, the other one was. It's that stop-motion monster that Luke fights, yeah. Yeah, I, let's go with the Sarlacc. So it's uh, in its own version of it, and it, I... And as this weird conquistador thing, also a, a couple of returning characters or returning actors, the dude that plays the dude with the big hat that goes down with the ship at the end, yeah. he plays the goat in, uh, the, the, what's the name of the film? And the Devil Rides Out. Oh, yeah. Also, the dude that has the busted eye in the ship that calls for mutiny. That's the dude who was the bartender in The Reptile, and he was also in the opening scene of last week's film. Yeah, and the, the, and the way that they the movie progresses and how it goes, it, it actually becomes like an adventure movie by the end. But it, yeah. it, 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 it just flows through so many genres, but it makes it so fluidly. I mean, I'm kind of fucking surprised they pulled it off. I'm, so I'm well. surprised the movie didn't fall apart. It made sense. Also, That's you can kind of tell they didn't have a lot of budget by the end because they rushed through that ending part so fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, they ran out of money. It's, it's like, uh, I guess we're going to shoot everybody in this boat and we're all going to leave. Yeah, th- this is how she put it. Uh, when you run out of money, you just need to finish out the movie. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like really good dialogue in this as well. I'm also surprised because at some point you weren't able to predict who's going to die at one point. That, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good thing. You're like, wait, so what happened? And then the movie explains itself, and you're like, oh. So this guy died, huh? I didn't expect him. I, I see. Yeah, I, I did, when, when, the, when, the, um, when the fight breaks, like, basically what happens is the captain is smuggling explosives on the boat, and a bunch of the crew calls a mutiny, and they all leave. So the captain goes, all right, well, it's just me, my, my trusty men who, left, who stayed with me. And the passengers, so I'm like, he's like, the passengers, come help me. Let's, you know, let's fix the ship. They fix the ship, but they're like, no, we're not going to survive. Let's just leave. And the bartender stays behind. So they're like, let's all get on a boat. You know, let's, let's all sail and hope that we survive. The big kerfuffle happens. The drunk man fights the dad. They both fall off overboard and the dad gets eaten by a shark. Yeah, a shark. That was a shark, a uh, quote-unquote shark, which was clearly a dude holding a plastic bit over the water. But uh, let's be fair. Did, did anyone expect actually to see a shark in this movie? I, uh, I was no. expecting dinosaurs. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was expecting dinosaurs. Yeah, because when, when you say the Lost Continent, that's what you expect. You expect dinosaurs. But then, then they find they uh, end up getting back on the boat because the boat gets stuck in the same seaweed they get stuck in. And the bartender's there, and he's still taking care of the boat. And they're like, he's a very British man, but he's very drunk. And then, basically, the drunken guy survives, and he has a lot of, he has a survivor's guilt. And he's, what's his name? He is... You mean the Harry. piano guy? Yes. The piano guy. Harry Harry survives and he's like, no, I don't want to drink anymore because a man died because of me. And well, the, yes. And the, Actually, da- yes. the daughter comes up to him and she's like, you killed my dad. Thanks. Let's fuck now. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, no, no, I don't want to. So that's when she goes out to do the other dude, uh, the, the guy that's uh, extorting the, the foreign lady. And right as they're about to get hot and dirty, the tentacles show up for the first time. 
and they whisk him away while they save the girl and that's when the conquistadors start showing up and that's when the big kerfuffle happens with the film because when the film opens you're like what time period does this take place does this take place in because there's people dressed normally but there's people dressed like conquistadors and there's a captain reading from the bible like where does this take place and then we when we come back you, you realize that Everybody that was left by the end of the film are the people that joined them from the other tribes on the, in the sea. And like, there's this tribe of old conquistadors and a little kid that's in charge of them, but he's being manipulated by this guy. And by the end of the film, he's like, he has a change of heart. And he's like, no, I want to join the good people because I've been manipulated. And he gets killed. And I'm like fast forwarding through this because there's a lot that goes on in this film. Yeah, it's a very tightly knit story with a lot of things going on at the same time. It's fucking amazing. It's almost kind of hard to explain every single plot point, but it makes sense in the film. There's a lot that goes on, but it somehow doesn't get too convoluted with itself. Also, some of the monsters look disgusting. Oh, yeah. I, I think I was mostly surprised by the crustacean. I think that one really surprised me. Which which one? Uh, where the bartender gets killed by a crustacean with, with a fucking hilarious effect. Oh, the the, the one where it turns out they were living inside of it. Yeah, where they're like, the let's, let's go to this cave, let's hide out there, and then it turns out they're inside a big crab, which goes. <laughs> that's literally the sound it makes. <laughs> yeah, then that's a good. It's a good scene, and. Uh, Obviously, they have a lady there. She has the big cleavage, as you can see in most of the posters that you look for this film. And Harry, our main drunk man, who's no longer drunk, gets the girl, even though that kind of comes out of nowhere. But I'm not going to say anything. Well, she's also kind of a a loose woman, considering the fact that she was literally jumping on everyone's dick. Wait, which one? The daughter. No, I'm not talking about the daughter. I'm talking about the girl with the cleavage. That's the daughter. No, no, the one, the one that, that he kisses inside the inside the crab. That's the daughter. The, no, she's the native lady. That's like. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, no, yeah, you're right. Because the daughter, she just jumps over. The daughter's like, the- I will fuck everybody because my dad is no longer here to stop me, even though she uh, was yeah. doing that beforehand anyway. Exactly. Because uh, there is also the fact that she went with the guy with the, uh, who was trying to. St- stop the woman to recover well, her son before she, he died. He didn't stop her. He he basically took half her money and fucked her. <laughs> Pretty much. And the, the daughter was like, oh, I want some of that dick as well. I was like, what the fuck? Come on. Yeah, the daughter was a bit of a hussy before that. Like, I don't like, even know. Father, what. I wish to go to my cabin. I don't feel well. And then she goes and fucks one of the crewmates. I'm like, she should <laughs> she should have died. Why didn't she die? She was despicable. Pretty much, but then again, you know how it goes. It yeah. just, also, the captain, it. the fucking captain, he just wants some love. He goes to the foreign lady, finds her naked after the guy leaves, and he's like, oh, shit. Well, yep. I guess I'm not tapping that, but then they, I think they make up by the end. But Maybe. The music, great. Also, the... What I like about this film is it, it's also, like last week, it's very modern in its approach because it opens up with a fucking jazz tune. Oh, yeah. So good. And you're like, why, why does this feel like a modern-name film? And the way it opens with the credits and everything. and I think there's a lot of parallels you can draw between nowadays how people do uh, adventure movies and how this one was framed. Yeah. There's very, a lot of similarities. Also, the bit where the, the chef gets smacked and the doctor's trying to operate on him in the bar and Harry's in the background playing the dead man's march on the piano. That <laughs> was just... Mm, mm, just perfection. But... Yeah, and also, yeah, a lot of unexpected death and a lot of expendable characters in this film, which was nice. It's characters that you don't expect to die, but they do. And the ones that you want to die kind of don't, which is a bit disappointing, but... There's that. Oh, yeah, well. El Supremo is the kid's name, and he he's like converted by the end, but he gets killed. Which what I also liked is the people that followed the the fanatic. They stayed behind as the ship burnt down, which was pretty cool because he's like, "No, I'm a captain. I'm the captain of the ship. I'm going mm-hmm. down with it." And he's there like preaching and crucifixes and shit, and the whole thing's burning down. 
It's a good film. You should go watch it. It's, it's, a, it's a very brisk hour and a half. It's very fun. There's a lot of really good action. Yep. Like that last sort of gunfight, the, the, where they're shooting the guns and even there's a big, there's a fist fight with one of the natives in the, in the bar with the captain. That's shot really well. It's shot better than most fight scenes that will quote unquote action scenes that we've seen in these films so far. Right. All right. Kronos had a couple really good ones, but mm-hmm. this one has the, the best action out of the lot. Much props, many props to the to the crew and everybody involved with this film. It, it was a good time. I had a good time. So go watch it. Great effects, a lot of blood, a lot of fucking death, which we haven't seen so far. Well, we've seen it, but it wasn't as blatant as this one because it's very in your face about who's dead and who isn't and how people die. And a lot of really good character arcs too. There's there's actual character arcs in this. Like people start one way and by the end they're different, which I applaud them for because we haven't really seen that either. <laughs> but yeah, this that this is the end of the uh, the hammer the hammer marathon, the hammer films marathon. Okay, so here is a suggestion for next month. Yes. Why don't we start with movies that influenced us into? Being movie buffs. Oh. So a movie that made you go, oh, I like this, I need more. Well, that sparked our joy for watching movies so much. Not necessarily be good movies. Oh, no, I, I completely get that. Yeah, it doesn't have to, like, movie, movie, okay. Okay, I'm okay with that, yeah. But it's my turn to give a film, you, you have you yeah. got a film on your mind? Because I have to uh, think a little. Think a little. We have time. We have time. Because the yeah, because that that's the thing. If we're talking movies that, f- like, basically formed the way we see films and the way we, because I I can think of a bunch of films that when I was younger I saw and I was like, what is this? You know, like, mm-hmm. holy shit, movies can do that? And, I mean, the first thing I always think about is Batman 89, but we're not going to talk about a Batman film. <laughs> oh, you mean the Joker movie? <laughs> the, one, the one with Jack Nicholson. Um, but in that case, if we're going to go through movies that formed the way we are, we're going to talk about Beetlejuice next week. Okay. Fair enough. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I actually haven't seen Beetlejuice. You should watch Beetlejuice. It's a fucking good time. Maybe. And it's Michael Maybe. Keaton. Just be Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. But yeah. Okay. So we're talking about Beetlejuice next week. Beetlejuice it Start is. November is going to be the month of movies that made us movie fans. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Like I said, not necessarily good movies, just movies that influenced us into yes. starting to watch more movies. Wanting I know which one more. Yeah, I know which one's mine. Well, Beetlejuice is one. one of mine because I remember being what four, maybe five, and watching it and both being scared shitless and still enjoying it very much. Because when I was when I was that young, if if a movie had anything remotely scary, I would switch it off and come back later. But Beetle, mm-hmm. Beetlejuice just kept me going, oh, ooh, I want I want to see more of this. It, it didn't make me want to switch off, so they did something right. Well, yep, okay. Beetlejuice for next week. Well, it's a Tim Burton movie, if I remember correctly. Yes, it is. So at least the aesthetics would be there. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it, Trust me, I, I re-watched it while in quarantine back in, I want to say, April. And I, I'd forgotten so much about it, but it's so fucking good. Well then, I guess that's it for today. Because I had a couple of other ideas, but one of them, I was like uh, thinking through it. I was like, at best, I can give you two movies, and that's me just stretching what I want to see. So I was like, nah. 
Nah, I was originally but... thinking, yeah, I was originally going to ask you for Lovecraftian theme movies, but not the Void style of, uh, oh, the, the, these things are out of the, this dimension type of Lovecraft. I was thinking about the whole uh, not knowing and shit. The existential part of it, yeah, but the thing is, not a lot of films scratch that itch. There's very few that yeah. do it. And most oh, of them can... are about aliens from another world that we can't really see. Well, I can maybe name two of them that kind of fit through this, but that's uh, <clears throat> not good. Like what? Which ones? The one with Vincent Price. Uh, give me a second, I'll find the name. Because we can easily just go through all, the, like, Reanimator from Beyond and, like... The Haunted Palace. Uh, haunted Palace. Haunted the Palace. Warlock, a burnt alive for his witchcraft. After a hundred years, he fumes out with an irresistible vengeance for his villagers when it's... Oh. The, the, uh... This is a good movie, though. This is genuinely a good movie. But even this Fully is available on Daily Motion. Of course it is. I was also... Uh, thinking about the John Reese Davis month, I was like, okay, probably not now. Then I was thinking about 80s, uh, the 80s action movies, just the not well-known ones, but I had to actually do my fucking research on this one because I f forgot most of them mm -hmm. for some reason. So uh, those were not the thing, so I was like, Mm, in that case, this is the easiest one because I can fucking name them 20 movies without even thinking. Yeah. Might as well. So can I. But, okay, and Beetlejuice for next week and you will witness a huge chunk of my childhood from that film. Huh. Well, it was Batman 89 first and then it was Beetlejuice, but I didn't know Beetlejuice had come out beforehand. I just remember seeing it and going, oh, what is this? And watching it in English with subtitles. And it's, yeah, it's when Tim Burton cared about making films. You can really tell. I think that he still does care about making uh, films, just not really good ones anymore, because... Because it's mainly the studio pulling, making him make films that he doesn't want to make. Because you can really tell with the newer ones, you can, especially with the Alice films and the fucking Dumbo remake. You can really tell it's... Oh, he did the double remake. I, I haven't seen that and I would refuse to see it. You can really tell it's the studio going, yeah, you got to do this now, Tim. I'm sorry. But, okay. Is this us complete for the evening? Mm -hmm. I think so. Very good. Well, uh, you can find us in all the usual places. All the, the, the Spotify's and the Apple Podcasts and all the other... Pretty much anywhere you can really listen to podcasts, we're on there. YouTube channel for highlights, Twitch for the VODs and yeah thank y'all for listening and watching and tuning in thank you for the people chilling in the stream and we'll see y'all next week on the Voices from Behind podcast stay safe and all that craziness also I'm doing Movember this week I currently have a mustache I don't feel natural oh oh, just so you know this one started to play through on uh, the new Doom expansion pack ah I'll, I'll have a look at that yeah. Also, Zero Master is a fucking god. Just just so people know this. Zero God's a fucking god. Zero Master is a fucking god. He's the best Doom player I've seen. Jesus Christ. That man does Ultra Nightmare runs on Eternal that, without that even man, taking a pip of health away from like shit. Listen, listen, that man has held the world record in both Doom, Doom 2, Final Doom, Doom 2016, Doom Eternal, Ultra Nightmare, Nightmare, in, any ca in every category at least once. He has made news with him finally figuring out problems that the game had, like the fucking missing secret on map 15 in Doom 2. How to make <laughs> them. He's a god. The man de a dedicated a lot of time to the game. And, and, guess, and guess what? He started doing this in 2011. Oh, so he's not like a veteran, so to speak. Well, he is a veteran by this point, but yeah, 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 yeah I guess I guess he isn't considered a, like a no, Galakov. Twenty eleven is relatively late if you think about it, considering the games came out in ninety, like Final Doom came out in ninety six. So, well, 
he's also the first person to do both Plutonia and TNT on Nightmare. That's in 2012, I think. That's... <laughs> that's, that's something. Yeah, that, that's just a testament to how fucking hard those mods are on Nightmare. Yeah. The man knows uh, his stuff. Because um, TNT is a shit show. I fucking hate TNT. I haven't finished TNT in my entire life. I just can't be bothered with it. It's... I think Sevy described it as some good maps and it's way too long. No, there's no good maps. It's way too fucking long and it's fucking tedious as shit. Well, Plutonia are like 10 minute maps. So you can. Plutonia are not 10 minute maps if you're pistol starting this as you should. Because pistol starting is fun. It's not. It is. Come on, it, it, it is pistol starting. <laughs> but the thing is, TNT maps have more hit scanners than the whole of Plutonia combined. Jesus. Not even kidding. Some of the maps are fucking ridiculous. Have you seen Mount Payne? I Fuck have actually, map. yeah. Fuck that map. It's not even a difficult map. It's just no no map packs, no health, no nothing. It's like playing Hell Beneath again on Nightmare, but not just pistol starting it, but, but limiting yourself on only the, uh, just punching things without the berserk on. That's how it fucking feels like. Yeah, I'm looking at Ma- I'm looking even I'm even looking at the layout of Mount Payne, and that's just. Uh, I'm just looking at the over, you know, the over map, just to look at it. It hurts to even see. So, Mount Payne's a notorious one. I think it also had a uh, broken secret that was discovered. Shocker. And it was this, and it. Uh, and it was discovered thanks to another exploit that uh, Zero Master found. <laughs> and to, and he was the first person who was able to beat the second map under holes of Doom 2 and Pacifist. The only one that wasn't beaten to this day. Uh, and he, after that, he... Well, technically, the... The uh, that I seen is not beaten today without using a... Uh, what you call it? Oh God damn it! A task bot. Mm-hmm. But at least he was, he was able to find a way to beat Icon of Sin and Pacifist with a task bot. Cause that shit's impossible. Like, oh, he found the exploit with the uh... with the lost soul that triggers the fucking secret. Yeah, that and, was, he, yeah and he found the one about the the revenants pushing into the. Pushing into the hole and then burning you and oh, damaging the thing. Oh no no oh no that's that's fucking oh, that's not the revenants that's the fucking ash files. Yeah yeah sorry. That, and you need only was... two enemies to spawn the whole fucking time. Arch files and pinkies. You can see the map of only the, arch files. The math also I'm looking at is uh, nightmare run twelve minutes of doom oh, yeah, two. That's a, that, yeah that's on task bot. His if I remember correctly. Also, like a week ago, the the world record for Nightmare was beaten by a guy by 20 seconds. Jeez. I think it was Nightmare. I think it posted it somewhere. Just double check. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, Doom 2. Uh, in 17 minutes and 55 seconds by Mitter Mito. Fucking hell. Just, just I, I watched that whole fucking thing. It was... Crazy. Yeah, you don't say. <laughs> Jesus. And here's the thing. He he can actually go another 20 seconds down. I'm somehow not surprised these guys are fucking wizards. Because he made... I mean, it's not mistakes. But there was a, double, a, a, a couple of skips that if he puts off, it'll save him a lot of fucking time. Mm-hmm. And that shit's just... Wow, it's just... Jesus Christ. Like you don't see that shit every day. Major, major props to the boys. And this is why Doom <sighs> speedrunning is still so fucking fun to watch. Because 25 fucking, fucking yeah. years, it's still shit like this happens. You're like, what? 20, 26 years even. Because it came out in, 90, in 94. Oh, Doom 2. Yeah. And Doom 1. And technically, they, I think they played Doom, Final Doom. No, that's that 20, 24 years then. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. It honestly doesn't matter. Num- doesn't. Number, the numbers here just don't matter. It just shows, goes to show how timeless the game is. Yeah. 
but you might I probably need to redo it again. This time I will try and be able to fucking run the piece of shit Geo Boom Plus properly so I can fucking finish Sun Lost. Yeah. Because GZ Doom ain't cutting it. GZ Doom has some issues. Oh, of course it has a lot of issues. But don't play with Chocolate Doom because that's like a DOS runs it in DOS at 35 FPS, which is the last thing you want. Well, Geo Boom Plus, because you need Geo Boom for this one because some of the things are just. I mean, the game is gonna lag. Yeah. Like the, the last five levels of Sunluster. <laughs> just poops. Big poops. Crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. And we'll see you all next week. And the voices... Well, you're, you'll hear us all next week or whatever. On the Voices from Behind podcast. Say goodbye, sir, so I can... Play the music. Listen to the music of my people.